Welcome to Love How She Leads, where we celebrate the woman leading at every level in life, leadership, love, and style. This is your guide to soulful living and changing the world one conversation at a time. This is episode seven, Your Beautiful Work Is Now. This episode is for those that are moving forward in your life, love, and career, but may be wondering what's next. You start to wake up to the life you've built with your family, your job, your community, but there's a restless feeling in you, something that's making you feel unsatisfied. You want to learn the times for pushing and the times for pulling back. You want to make the right decisions about your family and your career and your callings and contributions. You want to design a life that fills your soul. What is the soul anyway? One of my favorite books for exploring life and the soul is Falling Upward by Richard Rohr. He's able to put things into words that you feel very deeply, that you may have questions about, but you long to understand. While I believe our soul is always there, it's been there since we were born, I believe our awareness of its presence within us grows over time. And especially as you reach the second half of your life, it becomes the deeper, warmer, wiser part of you, the essence of who you are. It's the part of you that begins to embrace the concept of a shared living presence in your life. It's your awareness of self and others, the awakened years. And so when I talk about soulful living, that's where I really have personally grown more and more over the last decade of my own life. I've always had a deeper sense about me. I love reflection and space, connection with nature and God. I revel in quiet time, prayer, and meditation. And I'm a singer, so I connect with God and others through music. I love laughter, the deep laughter and joy that's shared in meaningful relationships where you feel free to be yourself. When I was young, I would spend hours sitting in a tree or on the swings, observing the sunsets, the breezes, the surroundings. I honestly don't even remember how all the hours would pass by. When we're in a season of reclaiming things that we've lost along the way, it's helpful to look back on some of our fun memories from our growing up years. They may offer us clues to what feels like it's missing here and now. I remember that I made mud pies in my sandbox. It's one of my favorite memories. I would line up all the mud pies on the edge of the sandbox for all of my imaginary guests. It didn't seem like they were very big parties I was having, but I certainly wanted people to feel loved, cherished, and welcome. There's something rewarding about using my hands to make those pies and offer them to all my guests. And looking back now, I think again that this is really what the essence of soulful living is. It's the simple offering of making something with your hands, with your heart, with your spirit, and then offering a space for people to receive it and to connect. I still love to welcome people in and offer them good coffee and conversation and a safe place to connect. I think this is so much of where you can feel God the most, in the wonderful space of relationships that require nurturing, forgiveness, connection, and growth. It's giving the space for people to see themselves, a place where there's nothing to prove. Being yourself is okay. Recently, I attended a workshop at a local flower shop. I felt like this was the essence of reaching into those places again and allowing them to exist. 
There was a small group of us in a lovely little space filled with soft light, surrounded by bountiful textures of color, leaves, branches, and petals. It was a place to meet and connect and learn a new skill with our hands. And even though I thought I knew how to arrange flowers, I can in my simple, organic way for a fresh bouquet on the table. But this was an invitation to build a wildly lush bouquet using the spiral method. I had the chance to talk with and get to know lovely people and feel all the textures of the rustic wood table, the stems, the branches, the leather ties that we used to tie off the bouquets. It was all a soul-filling experience. It was another reminder to me that our beautiful work is now. The owner of this shop decided to invest in a dream for herself. And in her investment of her own dream, she was now offering a place for us to connect, learn, and grow, and experience beauty. Whatever her longings were for her dreams, she decided to lean into them and take hold of them and build something new. In all of our lives, we have longings. Longings for peace, quality, flourishing, wholeness. And our longings are worth listening to. It's worth understanding what's going on for our soul, what exists today for us. And it's not dependent on anyone else. It's our own to offer. It's who we are, and it's who we're choosing to be today. It's also not limited to how we're earning a living or our day job. It can be. It's just not limited to that. It's here right now. It's evolving, and it's full of imperfection. We want the answers to some of life's biggest questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? We work for years to find ourselves, and we're often feeling frustrated. We've come and we've built all the things that we think we came to build, our life, our career, our family, and then we feel like something's missing. I know I've shared some of my own stories of my ups and downs, But I also want to say that the main way I've reached here is because I did push myself. And as I grew older, I knew when to push and when to pull back. Not only did I learn it, but I became more comfortable with it. I want to honor all the hard work and be thankful for it. Because anything you're building requires effort. When I went to the workshop on flowers, it took me time to understand the concepts. I had to work with my hands. I had to mess up a little. I had to have patience. So when you get to this place in life where you feel like your soul is missing and you're searching for answers, your beautiful work is sometimes hard to put into words. And I think this whole episode is about granting you permission to allow it to be that way. It's about allowing some level of unfolding by beginning to understand that you worked hard to get to this place. And it doesn't mean that you're going to stop everything and lose everything as much as it means that sometimes pulling back to search for the soul-filled life is a worthy action. It's about granting permission to not worry so much about the all-or-nothing living anymore. The dreams we hold don't have to live in an only this or only that. Sometimes you need a steady job to allow you to comfortably work on the things that you love and to experience the goodness of life. Flourishing exists in many ways, And our greatest work isn't limited to our day job, but it absolutely can be integrated into our lives. 
We're called to all different times, seasons, and opportunities. If we take our focus off of the idea that something's missing or that we only have one sole purpose to fill, and we recognize that we might have many callings and contributions, and we relieve ourselves of the all-or-nothing way of living, we can begin to realize more and more the gifts we offer the world are not limited to only our earning potential or certain hours of the day. There are ways that we're going to leave our indelible mark on this world by just how we show up. It's how we keep living with the decisions of our humanity. It's all the working and building that's even led us to this place to begin with. I admit that I've sometimes envied those who've known all along what they want to do. They have a specific thing that they couldn't stop thinking about or they couldn't stop doing. And I've even wondered if there was something wrong with me that I didn't have just that one thing I could stick with. And I know I'm a product of my choices. And I chose to have a family at a really young age. My husband and I were in our 20s when we had our first child. And I wanted stability for them. And I'm incredibly grateful that I was able to offer that to them. My work afforded me the ability to provide and to dream again. It gave me that stability to really launch myself forward and have the things that I wanted. When you're in the routine of your daily life, you can still engage in what you feel called to do without missing out on the here and now. And for us, it was extremely important to make sure that we could provide for our kids and that we gave them some sense of stability and that we took time to enjoy them while we were raising them. I know we all have an idea that we want to leave the 9 to 5, and I'm not saying that either way is right or wrong, because I think there's a time for all of us for how we want to live our lives or what feels the most comfortable to us. But we can find peace when we're in it if we align ourselves with the intentions that we want to keep. And living with soul isn't only limited to my job. It's a way of life. It's how I lead, how I mother, how I keep choosing to show up. And it's not free of the messiness or the mistakes. It's just truly about being okay with where I am at this point, but not stopping myself from growing and continuing to learn and dream and build new things. It's an ever-evolving process, completely full of imperfection. It's so important to remember that all we've done is actually what now gives us the space and the resources to ask what's next, to really lean into our longings. Because we chose to work hard to get here, it frees us from thinking we missed out on one big specific calling, but it grants us the chance to explore some things that we lost along the way. We can revisit them to see how they fit into our lives now, if we're ready to take them on again, or if we're ready for something completely new and different. When we decide to reclaim something we've lost, it's just like you're restoring an antique. You realize the story behind it never leaves, but you get the chance to either restore it to its original glory or completely reimagine its design. When you're doing this work, it usually takes some time, and this is the perfect opportunity to allow that time to remember that all of this building And sometimes all of the busyness has left us forgetting to create. We want to go back and reclaim and restore those places that were lost along the way and remember how we were designed.
Bill Plotkin says of Richard Rohr's Falling Upward that he shows us the way into the rarely reached second half of life. It's the encounter with our souls, our authentic and unique way of participating and joyously contributing to our miraculous world. And Rohr says that all we can give back and all God wants from any of us is to humbly and proudly return the product that we've been given, which is ourselves. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'll have some resources for you in the show notes, so don't forget to check those out. And remember, you can find me on Pinterest, on Instagram, at lovehowsheleads, and on my website at lovehowsheleads.com. If you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. And remember that you have someone who's believing with you on your personal journey to transformation. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. (laughs) Stop. That is not going on the podcast. (laughs) 